This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 633. Make sure you check out previous episodes, MarkingOut.com, on Spotify, and wherever else you may be listening to podcasts. Go buy a t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Also, make sure that you follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, Instagram at MarkingOut11, Go check us out over on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and TikTok. Make sure that you also follow Chris Swindog, BTTG161, Dave Vid, PTDPD, on Twitter, and BTTG161, David PTDPT, and Sweeney, CM C Sweeney85, CM Sweeney85, over on Instagram. But, that being said, let's get the show on the road. This is Mark and Out, and I am Dave, the Rave, and I am here with Brandon. Chris is going to be joining us a little bit later on, but Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. How about yourself? You know how I do. Moving, grooving, rising, and shining to the best of my ability. So, how was your week? Good. You ever have pierogies? Pierogies? <laughs> have I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. I don't think I've. I don't know if I've ever had pierogies though. Really? Well, I mean, prior to this week, I I bought I bought some and then I I boiled them first and then pan fried them. Because I tried the air fryer. That's a, a method too, but it just didn't come out as to how I thought pierogies were supposed to be. But it was pretty good. What kind of a pierogi was it? Just potato stuff? One of them. The one that I air fried first was the potato and cheese. And then the ones that I boiled, I boiled and then sauteed. I mean, boiled and pan fried were some of the potato and cheese and then also potato and onion. And I think the potato and cheese ones were so much better. Not to say mm-hmm. that the onion ones were like bad or anything, but they were just better and i sauteed onions to go with it as well so it was good that sounds pretty good so i feel like i've had like you ever uh, had i feel like i've had it with like onions and uh bacon before um, which was really good they yeah they used to have it a lot at uh oneonta that was one hall or whatever yeah yeah that was on (laughs) that was on the menu uh back way back then but yeah pierogies is always a good choice you know, you could even have pierogies with uh, some sour cream. Yeah, I feel like it's the cool. same root as, I mean, it's a potato, so. Yeah. I'm assuming, on the I package, mean, though, it says, like, Asian stir-fry, and I'm like, I don't know how that'll be. I'm not used to having, like, potatoes mixed in with an Asian sort of flavor like that. Yeah. But I feel very like true, it, it would true. follow the rule of latkes. Uh huh. Where it's like you could have it with applesauce, you could have it with this, you could have it with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. But uh, how was your week? 
my week was awesome my week was awesome you know really uh took some time to relax uh sunday went to go get some uh, shepherd's pie for where? good old st patty's day um i don't know where it was it was someplace um i met it with cousin brad I, you said monday went to sunday sunday's beyond sunday st we patrick's day yeah it was the day it was two days after so it was St. Patty's weekend. There was no. no way in hell that I'm going to uh, that I'm going to a bar or something like that on St. Patty's Day anymore. My hell niece, no. my niece had to go shopping to get a green shirt for St. Patrick's Day. Uh huh. And she was apparently annoyed because she thought it was going to be Patrick Star. Aww. <laughs> I love her. That's too cute. <laughs> yeah. I guess now we have to find her uh, St. Patty's Day t-shirt with like a green with Patrick, Patrick on, it. Star on it. That's funny. Right? You could probably get that. Uh, I'm sure it exists. That. Yeah, you could probably find that somewhere with your connections. <laughs> but yeah, that was my week. And your week was, uh, as we heard, it was good. But before we move on to Monday Night Raw, I'm going to mention the unfortunate passing of Wayne Swinney. Uh, He had a brain hemorrhage and passed away at the age of 59. He was a founding member of the band Saliva and played lead guitar. Saliva has done a lot of songs for WWE, including theme theme songs for the Dudley Boys, Chris Jericho, Batista, as well as numerous pay-per-view themes, and uh, even the ECW TV theme song was saliva at one point. I mean, they did uh, King of My World, right? That was literally one of my favorite songs back then, and I would, like, listen to that song on loop. Yeah, it was, I mean, very unfortunate. They very performed at WrestleMania loss. 18. They had the, they, they performed their song and then uh, the Dudley Boys' entrance. Yeah. And also, I mean, Batista's theme song is probably one of the best WWE themes of all time. Yeah. And then, I of agree. course, yeah, I mean, WrestleMania 23 had Ladies and Gentlemen. That was written for WWE. No Mercy 2001 had Click, Click, Boom. So our condolences go out to his family and his friends. Ladies and, and gen- Gentlemen was created for WWE? Yeah. Wow. I, I feel like I don't that know, was me- like with WWE in mind for specifically, I guess, WrestleMania. Wow. Uh, very, very sad news. Yeah, so go listen to some saliva this week. Gonna move over now to Monday Night Raw. Mm, Monday Night Nitro! It opened up with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who briefly spoke about whatever they were speaking about and then got interrupted by the Usos. It sets up WrestleMania. We've been saying this for weeks. We're finally there. And I'm looking forward to it. They all brawled in this segment. Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns pulled up and the Usos ended up leaving. And then later on we saw uh, the Bloodline speaking. And Roman Reigns made everybody leave except for Jay. And he wanted to know if Jay was with them. And Jay said yes. And it seems like eventually down the line, maybe we could see Roman Reigns versus Jay again. Sammy's kind of been pushing that as well. 
Yeah. And then Roman Reigns had the Usos take the night off eventually, go eat some seafood on the plane or whatever. But he wanted to talk to Solo, and we'll put a pin in that. Yeah, that's to be continued. The first match we saw was Austin Theory picking up the victory over Montez Ford. Very obvious outcome. uh, Yeah, very obvious outcome, but Montez Ford continues to really make a name for himself to be out there in a singles uh, championship reign with the amount of the amount of charisma and athletic ability that he's bringing to every single match that he is involved in. This, this was awesome. Yeah. It was a very athletically impressive match for both of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. After that, we saw almost pick up the victory over Mustafa Ali. Um, WWE said that the clip of him and Brock Lesnar last week got over 10 million views online. Which I mean is insane. <laughs> they also did spoof it to the Limp Biscuit. Uh, I mean, yeah, people did that, not WWE, but yeah, they should have. They should. They should steal it. WWE would do that. They would definitely steal it. But yeah, so you knew what what the direction of this match was. You knew Ali had no chance. No, but Ali. I mean, the promos that he has been cutting. I mean, the things that's been posted online with him, it's just, he is, I feel like, on the mic, really taking advantage of every outlet that he has and trying to just show people in the WWE what he's capable of. I mean, for years, he celebrated, I mean, even before Retribution started, those promos that he was that he was doing by himself. I don't think they were through mm-hmm. WWE, he was just putting stuff up, and uh, those were awesome. He celebrated the anniversary of Retribution the other day by singing a Hoobastank parody, which was definitely, uh, wasn't expected, but I thought that was hilarious. And good for him doing these stuff, these, these things. No, no, after, for sure. After that, we saw Impulsive TV with Logan Paul, where uh, he spoke about how people don't respect him. I mean, you're really typical heel promo, but it only lasted, it lasted long enough, but the mic started cutting in and cutting out, and he's getting a little bit more frustrated, and then out of nowhere, Seth Rollins appears on the, on the Tron in the production booth, yeah, um, man. leading to him coming out. And then that led to a, an attack, but everything that Logan Paul was saying is like, I, I agreed with everything he was saying because it was true. Yeah. Like the fans, yeah. every single time we would see Logan Paul would be like, no, that guy sucks. And then by the end of the match or whatever, be like, holy crap, that's amazing. Yeah. I feel like that's the most frustrating thing about Logan Paul is that, yeah, he is that damn good. And he hit every point to get people to boo him in that promo. So I thought that was fantastic. And this just further, pushes that Seth Rollins and Logan Paul match at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think that this is going to be the match that steals the entire night. I really do. I think it has a really solid chance at this. But you thought that Seth Rollins was going to get the upper hand uh, against Logan Paul during this entire exchange. He had the table spot already, and Logan Paul 
and ended up on top with that knockout punch. Weapons of mass destruction right to his face. Courtesy of Big Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but next up, you had Dominic Mysterio pick up the victory over Johnny Gargano. This, for me, felt um, a lot like the opening match. And I was shocked. How that so? It was just like a lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. Not to say the match was bad or anything, like the opening contest. It was just like nothing going on. I was I was 100% expecting Grayson Waller to show up. Mm-hmm. And I thought they probably should have had Grayson Waller show up and continue that story to lead. I mean, WrestleMania stand and delivers in, what, two weeks? Mm-hmm. Uh, stand and deliver. It's in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, two weeks. So I was hoping for Grayson yeah. Waller there, but that didn't happen. Uh, Dominic. I mean, yeah, they. I, I'm. I'm really surprised that they haven't taken advantage of Grayson Waller. I mean, he's been on Raw before. Yeah, so with it's AJ not like Styles. it would be his Raw debut or anything like that. If anything, it would really uh, take it to the next level. I feel. But this was, I guess, more so they maybe they didn't. I thought it was going to be maybe Grayson Waller costing Johnny Gargano the match, but the focus afterwards was on Rey Mysterio. And Dominic basically just said that he's going to SmackDown this week to confront his whole family who's going to be on SmackDown. So that was the end of that. Yeah. I I'll mean, I I liked, I liked all of that with him pretty much saying he knows exactly how to get to his dad. Yeah. Go through his mom. But we had a video promo from Edge basically saying that Finn Balor doesn't know what Edge is capable of. And uh, inside the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, and Sorry, he wants. I'm That's so stupid. I don't know why. Wow, Siri, yeah. the professional professional. No, my over phone here. is on silent, so <laughs> I don't know why Siri just randomly started talking. I didn't even say her name. You didn't hear me say. Yeah, hey, that was such weird. And such. I said Edge. Nothing. Nothing. So Nothing. stupid. And I was sitting She's there scrambling, to trying to get her to not talk to. But my phone is. If on you want to be, if you want to be like Siri. Make sure that you check out MarkAndOut.com and listen to us over on Spotify and wherever else you are uh, listening to podcasts as well. Just like Siri's listening yeah. to us right now. Edge wants <laughs> the demon inside of Hell in a Cell. So. Um, I mean, if he's asking for the demon, I mean, unfortunately, the demon's not even in this, uh, the video game. No, that's dumb. I don't know why, like, out of how many years has Finn Balor had a demon option? And they're like, oh, let's take the demon out. How does that make any sense? Doesn't. Yeah. We saw Rhea Ripley. And, I mean, the, de- the demon has to win. Yeah. Um... I can't. I, I feel like, I don't know. Didn't the demon lose already? Yeah, the demon's lost before. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I feel like, I don't know. I believe I the last time we saw the demon, demon was against Roman Reigns. Yeah, I would say protect the demon. I mean, it's already but over. It's never over. But, but yeah. Rhea Ripley. Rhea. Yeah, she, she said that she brings out Charlotte's insecurities that Charlotte tries to hide. And basically said that Flair's going to end up respecting her. And damage control interrupted. And Bailey spoke about everything that she's done with Charlotte. And Trish Stratus and Rhea Ripley said that she doesn't need their help. 
and Bailey threatened Rhea Ripley. And Adam Pierce set up a match where Rhea Ripley picked up the victory over Bailey. Which was like a surprising victory. You know, I both of them. I don't think it's a surprising victory. She's on the I'm... road to WrestleMania. Well, they both are. She's on the I mean, road to WrestleMania for a Royal Rumble victory women's championship match. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm more so surprised that it was a cl- it really had picked up the victory cleanly, too. Like, I would have expected uh, whatever it is. Uh, EO, Sky, and uh, and Dakota Kai. Blank. It's weird, Dakota though, Kai, Kai and Sky. They were out there, and it was... I, I, did they try to get involved though? Because we saw the besties come out and with Becky Lynch, and then they fought afterwards. Yeah. So, or they yeah. fought leading up to the end of the match. Even after Bailey hit two Bailey to bellies. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty crazy that that match marked ten years of Bailey in WWE. I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Uh, earlier in the night, that is. Uh, well, on SmackDown, we found out that there was going to be a showcase tag team match at WrestleMania. On Monday Night Raw, though, we found out that the Street Profits, Braun Breaker, not Braun Breaker, Braun Strowman, Ricochet, and uh, Alpha Academy and Viking Raiders were going to be in the men's showcase. I don't understand why the men didn't have to qualify. The women did. I thought that was weird. Uh-huh. But we have Chad Gable backstage looking for Otis again. And he finally finds him getting a manicure, getting maybe a massage or whatever. And Chad Gable brought up that tag team showcase match and asked for Otis to be out there when he faces Ricochet. And Maxine interrupted. And he's like, she's like, oh, he has a hand modeling gig. And Otis went and chose Chad Gable over the hand modeling gig right then and there. I popped when that cucumber fell and, ch- and uh, Otis ate it off his stomach. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that um, was a, that was funny. And then they also announced that the OC versus Maximum Male Models has been pushed again. I don't know why, what they're doing with that. I think this is the yeah. second time now it was supposed to be on Raw that's been pushed. I think so. But Ricochet goes out there, picks up the victory over Chad Gable. They had a, a really good match. Yeah, but, I mean, Gable got distracted a bit at the end of the match where um, Otis ended up walking out. But it's know, like but... it's one of those matches where you go into it. Like, even though we saw Gable win the other week, this was one of those matches where I was like, oh, he's 100% losing this, except for when he hit the cliffhanger DDT because I actually thought he was going to win there. But Yeah, uh, I mean, once... He did. Once... Uh-huh, sorry. One well, no, it was just once we saw Maxine come out to drag Otis away, that was it. Yeah, I mean, even once Maxine came out, once like Gabe, like uh, Gable got his like, f- I guess he didn't really refocus, but he refocused back onto Ricochet to get have his attention again. And I thought for a moment that Gable could have picked up the victory, but I mean, it was really writing was on the wall that Ricochet was going to win. Yeah. I know. Backstage, but we saw Adam up- Pierce and Chelsea Green, and Chelsea said that Carmella is not there this week. She's uh, nowhere to be found, and she wants a team with Piper Niven. So 
She wants to be put in the WrestleMania showcase match. Um, which Adam Pierce was like, let's see if you can coexist, I guess. But yeah. the coexisting was more so on Bianca Belair and Asuka, who picked up the victory over Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. And I don't think the coexisting thing worked up until the end of this match for Bianca Belair and Asuka because we've seen we've seen Asuka play mind games with Bianca Belair, but they've been civil, like beyond civil. Yeah. yeah. After the they've match, never though, actually like. Yeah. After the afterwards, it's like, oh, if this spot came before this match, I could understand where Asuka attacked Bianca Belair. Yeah. And even her attacking Bianca Belair to me doesn't fit Asuka. So yeah, this this build to I WrestleMania for them, eh? Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like there's so much that could be done with it, but I agree with you. There's something that's lacking with the build. Um, but yeah, Roman Reigns Next though up. closes Monday Night Raw where Cody immediately interrupted him. And he wanted to know what Paul Heyman meant when he said Roman Reigns has a Cody problem. And Paul went to go answer. And he says, I don't want to hear from you. I want to hear from Roman. And Roman yeah. brought up how Cody ran from Stardust. He he mentioned running. He started AEW and he wasn't able to get over. So what did he do? He ran away. Then his, then his, his uh, body gave I mean, out. That was a huge, that was a huge yeah. pop kind of a moment. Yeah, you know, huge but pop. I mean, it's not untrue. I mean, he really towards the end of that, he was still putting on banger matches in AEW, but it was yeah. just he was shoved down people's throats, and people just did not care for Cody. He got booed in his own hometown. Yeah. So yep, yep. and then Cody got pissed in this promo. He said, "People need to stop bringing up Dusty because Dusty's not showing up. Goldust works elsewhere. It's just him. It's just Roman." And then Cody's like laid it out for Roman. He goes, Jey Uso's going to leave you. And then when Jay leaves you, Jimmy's going to follow him. And then when they both leave you, Solo, who's not really ready to be out there by himself, will also leave you. And then Paul Heyman, he becomes an advocate again. And that, like, that got one heck of a reaction. A Roman with He's no, not far off. A Roman with no more reigns, a chief with no more tribe. I thought that was fantastic. And then Roman Reigns left the ring, and I guess Solo Sokoa was supposed to follow Roman. But Solo mm-hmm. was in the ring still, and Cody told Solo. He's like, I knew you weren't ready because Solo didn't do anything. Went for the spike, and Cody blocked it. And he went for it again, and Roman Reigns stopped him, and I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. I thought that that stop was... And then did you see the cameras rolling after? No. With, I mean, after so after they went off the air, when um, Solo was heading up the ramp, Roman Reigns was like, belitt- like berating him. Like just yelling at him about everything. I just hope Cody wins cleanly at WrestleMania. Hmm. And there's no like Solo got involved, so this happened. Mm-hmm. Because I still think we're going to see Cody and Sammy and Kevin Owens versus the Bloodline at Backlash. Yeah. 
No, I could see that. Uh, I can definitely see that. I'll take that's Monday Night Raw moving over to NXT, which opened up with pretty deadly. Speaking about Braun Breaker and Carmelo's outfits from last week, and what that they everything that they did to them, they scrubbed all the footage for for what happened to them, and then Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams came out, and it eventually sets up a tag team match where Carmelo Hayes is going to team with Braun Breaker. I think Trick Williams kind of volunteered that. And mm-hmm. pretty deadly jumped them, and Braun Breaker made the save, setting up for the main event. First match yeah. we saw. I thought that... Go on. Nah, no, I was going to say, but I thought that it was a great way to start off NXT, but this match, Tiffany Stratton picked up the victory over Indy Hartwell to qualify for that ladder match. Very happy that Stratton qualified for this. It's Stratton. Yeah. Stratton. Uh, her moonsault's fantastic. I agree. And I'm looking forward to seeing 100%. what she can do inside that ladder match. Yeah. I mean, the downside of all of this is that Indy Hartwell. Yeah. You know? But we saw we saw Gigi Mast- Dolan interviewed later on, and Tiffany Stratton interrupted that and basically guaranteed victory in the ladder match. And then... Booker T copied Tiffany Stratton's toodles and it popped me. I thought that was so funny. (laughs) Toodles. I thought that was so funny. Meanwhile, though, Anonymous caught Indy Hartwell backstage, super pissed off that she lost. And Zoe Stark showed up and made fun of her. We also saw Kiana James laughing about Indy Hartwell not being at Stand and Deliver. Mm -hmm. Fallon showed up then. And yelled at her over Sebastian. And later on, we see Fallon get jumped by Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. And it was Kiana James who made that save. Maybe it puts some faith, some trust back in their relationship. But Mm -hmm. Kiana James was like, I need to be the one that tells Brooks. So when that happens, I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see how that turns out. We saw Gallus and the Creeds hanging out, playing pool. Basically, I mean, they were uh, definitely more than hanging out. I mean, yeah, they were getting drunk. They looked like they had one hell of a banger. It was uh, when when Tony D'Angelo and Stax showed up. They all, everybody wants the titles. They all got drunk. It sets up a triple threat for the championships at Stand and Deliver. No. Uh, Stand Deliver. Wesley. Next up, you had Wesley in the ring cutting a promo about based off of how he has the open challenge where Shawn Michaels told him four people. Well, he's choosing those four people. He starts to speak about it. Dragon Lee comes on out and answers that challenge, saying how he is here in NXT. And Wesley said how he thought that he was going to have to face him months to years down the line. But Dragon Lee is stepping up the plate right now, and he wants in on this match. And Wesley gives him a... What he uh, asked for. Yeah, but that's not it because J.D. McDonough came out and basically said that he'd have the title if he had his eyes set on the title. And Ilya Dragunov came out for their match and they go on. Ilya Dragunov and J.D. McDonough. It goes to a no contest, but they tore it down. Yeah. I liked the, uh, the grounded reverse stretch muffler that Ilya did. I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, that was a cool spot. 
But we saw this match. This entire match was just yeah, it was fantastic. It was incredible. But did it was was it JD who threw Ilya Dragunov into Dragon Lee at one point? I think so. And then Dragon Lee fought back, causing the the no contest. And Wes Lee got involved, and they all brawled. So Wes put all of them in and announced a battle royal for the last spot. When Axiom tried to be like, "Hey, uh, I want the last shot," so, mm-hmm. but Jinder Mahal's gonna be in it. Dijak's gonna be in it. Di- uh, Dabakato's gonna be in it. We all saw him. All saw them trying to, I guess maybe scare Wesley. So yeah. After that, but we I'm, saw I'm, what I'm we excited that Dragon be. Lee's gonna be in this. Yeah, Dragon Lee. I feel like hopefully he wins. Yeah. And hopefully he gets that big push because Dragon Lee is a fantastic talent. Yep. Uh, but after that, we were supposed to hear from Johnny Gargano, and it was Javier Bernal who came out dressed like Johnny Gargano with Johnny Gargano's entrance and claimed that Johnny took his spot at Stand and Deliver and then claimed that he's the, the heart and soul of NXT and that between him and Johnny Gargano, they both have a, a trip they, between... Him and Johnny Gargano, they're triple crown champions. And I thought that was really funny because it's obviously all Johnny Gargano. Nah. But Gargano came out and took him out and had a contract for Gargano versus Grayson Waller in an unsanctioned match. And Waller appeared on the screen wearing a Candice LeRae t-shirt, which popped me, and said that he'll sign it next week, but he'll only sign it if Johnny Gargano's not there. So. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not coming down to the ring right now. If you go ahead, give the contract to that guy at the ring. Vic and Joseph. That's that. Yeah, Vic Joseph. I don't know. That was a but. good segment. Did you even notice he was wearing a Candice LeRae shirt or no? No, I didn't notice it. <laughs> I think it was, I guess, would have been from the Independence. Because he was, I think, a huge fan of uh, Candice. There's pictures of him with Candice that Johnny Gargano's even... Made fun of online before. Really? Yeah. What do you mean, like before they were dating, or? No, I, I, I think it was uh, probably while Johnny Gargano was dating Candice. Oh, oh, oh! I don't That's know if, funny. if uh, Grayson cool. Waller was probably like a young talent on the card being used, and he was a fan of yeah. Candice and took pictures with her. Candice, yeah, That's pretty cool. Which you should do. Uh, after that, yes. they aired a from video. our mistakes. Yeah, they aired a video package for Eddie Thorpe, who will be making his debut next week on NXT. I know he's been working on Level Up. I have not seen him wrestle in WWE, but for everyone who might not know Eddie Thorpe, you might know him better as Carl Fredericks from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, and I like that this this showcased his Native American heritage. And mm-hmm. I like that his name is a tribute to Jim Thorpe, who was just an absolute beast of an athlete. Yeah, I was reading about that too. The other I day. just don't like that it seems we're about to get a, like a DJ Z gimmick, even though he does DJ in real life. I mm-hmm. don't think I want a DJ gimmick in NXT. I'm oh, yeah. I mean, I don't. I I would agree, especially because we kind of. It wasn't a DJ thing, but we kind of had something similar with Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Uh-huh. So, I just, I don't like the whole, like, DJ, 
I, I just, DJ Z left a sour taste. Because <laughs> I could not stand every time you hear that. I hated that. Hopefully we don't hear any of that from Eddie Thorpe. I know. So. I hate it when Kelly Clarkson does that on her show. All Does I she do that? Is... How often are you watching yeah. the Kelly Clarkson show? It's on the cl- in the clinic a lot. She's fantastic. Because I've seen clips on at four, TikTok at, of her. At 3 o'clock, there's really not that much else. I mean, there's... Uh, General Hospital, I think, is on at that time, too. So, pick I saw choose. Kelly Clarkson live, and she didn't sing a moment like this, and I was disappointed. Well, that's just sad. But it was a fantastic show. I think she's uh, one of the top vocalists that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, after that, they had a video package for Hank Walker, and we saw Charlie Dempsey and Drew Gulak making fun of the video package. So that continues their feud. We saw Lyra Valkyria pick up the victory over Ivy Nile to advance to that ladder match at Stand and Deliver. I fully expected, I guess much like I did with Johnny Gargano and Dominic Mysterio, I expected outside interference. I expected yeah. Tatum Paxley to cost Ivy the match here, and that didn't happen. No. Which I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I think it's good that Lyra got a, a victory on her own. Uh-huh. And like Tiffany Stratton, I'm excited to see what Lyra does in the, the ladder match. I just wish she was able yeah, to do her I original think... finisher. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be a great... Once again, it's going to be a great match. And then the last spot we but... found out, like I, I think I said last week, maybe we'll see a last chance match or something. We have a last, a last chance match between Ivy Nile, Indy Hartwell, and Sol Ruka. So hopefully Sol Ruka picks up that win. I agree with you. I need that. But next up, you have the great... Debate. Yeah, it was the Chase U versus Schism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> This was just really I don't know, it didn't do too much for me. No. Just set up their match. Yeah, Tyler Bate showed up on behalf of Chase U to debate something and it turned into a challenge for stand and deliver, which Joe Gacy turned down because they've already won. But Duke put up Chase U. And Joe Gacy accepted that. And I really, I wasn't a fan of this segment. It it was kind of like straight to DVD, uh, like a college movie sort of thing. Uh-huh. But we're going to see the in-ring debut at Stand and Deliver of Ava, finally. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do. Mm-hmm. The yeah. main event of NXT saw Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes pick up the victory over Pretty Deadly in a pretty fun match. I like that I uh, Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes were doing moves together. Yeah, I was not expecting them to be able to work as a team. And I like that Braun Breaker stopped Pretty Deadly from doing any like dirty tactics outside the ring because he wants Carmelo Hayes at 100% for their match. Yeah. And I thought the one of the coolest moves on NXT this week was that springboard suplex that he that Carmelo Hayes did to Pretty Deadly. I agree. That's pretty cool. I thought that's, I mean I I'm hoping that Pretty Deadly's back on top at some point soon though. I think we'll see them come to the main roster before that. Huh. All right. You got me. I'm good with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's NXT moving over to SmackDown. 
Cody Rhodes opened the show picking up the victory over Ludwig Kaiser. I like that Wade Barrett said that Cody was baited into this match that he probably shouldn't be having given that WrestleMania is next week. And I agree with that storyline wise, but it was really cool to see Cody working with younger talent. It was a good match. Paul Heyman came out during this and then Solo Sokoa followed him later on. That distracted Cody and we also had outside interference from uh, Giovanni Vinci. And then afterwards, Paul Heyman announced Cody as the winner and said that Cody has Solo Sokoa to still worry about on Monday. We got more fired up stuff from Cody, which I wonder if we'll still have if he becomes champion. I hope we do. We hope we don't lose that. Uh, After that, Charlotte Flair came out and said that she doesn't fear Rhea Ripley. She respects her, and she spoke about the women that she respected. Sasha Banks was one of the the names listed. I thought that was pretty cool. But it was a weird promo because she sounded like she was trying to be a face, and then the fans were wadding her, and she, like, turned heel. It was very bizarre. I still hope that doesn't main event night one. Uh, Then we saw LA Knight pick up the victory over Rey Mysterio. Ray's family sat ringside. Piff the Magic Dragon was ringside too. That was pretty cool. Uh, And also Michael Cole mentioned that Taylor Swift was in town. So that's even (laughs) cooler. But uh, the match stems from a a thing last week where Ray was signing autographs and LA Knight stepped up uh, to challenge him. Dominic showed up here and tripped Ray Mysterio eventually when he went for the 619. That's back-to-back matches with outside interference. I hate that stuff. Uh, But Dominic questioned Rey Mysterio again after the match about WrestleMania, and Rey Mysterio walked off. So Dominic ran down Rey to his mother, to Angie. Aaliyah got up into his face and, and I guess tried to talk to him. Angie tried to talk to him, but Dominic wasn't having it. Rey walked back down to the ringside area and decked Dominic. Fans went nuts. And then Rey Mysterio accepted the challenge for WrestleMania. So that's taking place and I'm pumped. Uh, we also saw Shotzi, Blackheart, and Natalia pick up the victory over Lacey Evans and Zia Lee to move to that showcase match. These teams are absurd. Truly, truly absurd. I thought we were going to get Shotzi and Tegan Knox, completely forgetting that Tegan Knox wasn't randomly paired with Emma the other week to lose to Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez in this match or in this showcase tournament, whatever you want to call it. But if you don't have any teams to showcase, maybe you don't have a showcase match. Like, how do you expect fans to care about any of these women if they're going to do stuff like this? I don't like that at all, but the the horsewomen came out afterwards and announced that they don't have to qualify, basically. They didn't announce it, but they don't have to qualify. They're in the match. They did bring up their history with Las Vegas, which I thought was cool, but now we have a, a fourth mystery team. We don't know who it'll be. We had the Intercontinental Championship contract signing. Drew McIntyre signed it. Sheamus signed it. Drew tossed his pen to somebody. I thought that was pretty cool. It's like the the president does it, I think. But Gunter came out super pissed off after they signed, and he got into Adam Pierce's face, and he wanted Adam Pierce to justify why Sheamus and Drew McIntyre can pin each other 
for him to lose the Intercontinental Championship. And then Butch ended up attacking Gunter and Gunter made Adam Pearce make that match and we saw that match. And obviously Gunter picked up the victory over Butch. Maybe some shades of NXT TakeOver New York back in 2019 which started uh, Walter's 870-day NXT UK Championship reign. Really dominant reign. But uh, he lost. We had basically everybody on the outside get involved, and Butch lost to that. So three of the four matches had outside interference. Uh, It didn't feel like a main event. McIntyre, though, afterwards hit Gunter with a Claymore. Maybe it was meant for Sheamus. They went face-to-face and stared each other down. We found out that they're going to be teaming next week to take on Imperium. And everyone else on SmackDown and Raw, too, will basically be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on SmackDown. The Street Profits had a segment backstage where they were putting over their showcase match. And Braun Strowman and Ricochet showed up. Fully expected the Viking Raiders to attack them, but that didn't happen. Maybe the Viking Raiders are going to win that match. Hopefully they do. And SmackDown closed with the the KO show. Sami Zayn was the guest. And Kevin Owens gave Sami a WrestleMania, a KO Mania shirt. That was ended up being on the back. The front, Kevin said, was devoted to who he thinks was the MVP of the year. And that was Sami Zayn in the front of the shirts at WrestleZania. I thought that was cool, although I was hoping for a WrestleMania 7 shirt. Maybe Kevin will wear that come WrestleMania, maybe not. Maybe he's going to just be wearing this WrestleZania shirt. But the Usos jumped them from behind and hit Sami Zayn with the 1D to end SmackDown. So I truly hope this is the main event of WrestleMania Night 1. To me, it has to be. That's SmackDown. Going to take a quick little break, and I'll be right back with Chris here on Marking Out. This is the Big O, and I'm marking out for marking out. And if you can't handle that heat, then get the hell out of our ozone. Back on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. It is Chris and Brandon here with you uh, for the pro wrestling portion of uh, Marking Out this week. Brandon, hey. Howdy, hey. Wow, you just your internet just cut out hard for me there, but did it? Let's hope. Uh, you, yeah, let's hope uh, to, you can sync up uh, your the audio files there, pal. I hope so. Yeah. So, all right, cool. So, hey, howdy, hey. All right, let's talk about Rampage. No, um, no, uh, last no week, kitchen. Si- what do they call it? Kitchen sink. What do they say? <laughs> the kitchen sink isn't that? No, um, what is it called? I don't know what it's housekeeping. Beaches and beaches. And, what, what's housekeeping? Like what housekeeping do you have to go to prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out no, buy the t-shirts? Like oh, to catch up. Uh, it's the hey, hey. It's like the it's the hey. How was your week? Yeah, thing. I was. I'm marking how out. Was your it was week? all across. Had... It, my my week has been stupid busy. It's still stupid busy. It's lacrosse season on Long Island. You, no, you ever get hit with the lacrosse ball? No, but I fed fears because we had our, fir- our well, we had our first high school broadcast on Friday, and we're trying to bring in a bunch of directors to be as good as me, and unfortunately, no one's going to be <laughs> as good as me. Sorry to toot my own horn here, but toot f and toot. Um, uh, but um, I let them, uh, you know, d- direct, and I went on the field and took uh, a bunch of uh, you know stills and video for social media that I didn't use because I didn't like any of it. Um, however. I was uh, standing behind like all the uh, the netting 
there on like by the by the goals and stuff like that because I didn't want to get hit. Those um, are uh, I think are those like harder than baseballs or no? Yes, because they're full rubber, whereas right. like baseballs, like like you've seen those like slow motion picture uh, videos of like Giancarlo Stanton like taking the ball deep and the thing is just like destroys, gets or it destroyed. just unravels. Yeah, it just unravels that too. So, um, but yeah, it's just it's just been lacrosse. It's been a very busy week. My my wife's been sick. My daughter's been sick. Me and my son are just surviving. Uh, no COVID, so that's you know always good. Um, I did get to go to Mar- the my the highlight I think of my week this week. I went to Marvel in Lido, Long Beach area, uh, because I had to go film a girls lacrosse game at Long Beach High School. And Marvel's right there. If you don't want, know what Marvel is, it's like very old school, like Carvel type place. Um, and I got a lime slushy float, and it was maybe the happiest I've been all week long. Real sad, <laughs> real freaking sad. But um, it was. I haven't it was been divine. there in years. I know. I, it, I neither have I, and that's why I was like, oh, I gotta stop. And I know they only took ca- take cash, and I had what? seven bucks on me. I didn't like, know that. Yeah, they only take cash. It's cash they, uh, oh I think God. they opened a place in Queens. Yes, they did. Because I was at halftime, I was like searching. I was like, are they open now? Yeah, so they open. They have the one in Lido. They have one in Queens, and then they have one in Long Beach, but it's closed for the uh, the season. So yeah, uh, yeah, that was the happiest happiest moment of my week was eating a lime slushy float in my car at Marvel. <laughs> well, what's in that? Was uh, it just lime slushy? And it's a lime. It's a lime slushy and then vanilla soft serve. Mm. So oh, it's so good, and they can do like a grape slushy float or uh, you know lemon or orange, but I like the lime. Um, I know my wife doesn't listen to this, but like one of my ex girlfriends got me onto it, and it's great. <laughs> and, yeah, so <laughs> I you know I'm like yeah, I got a lime slushy float today. It was great, and you know I tell my wife, and she you know, has no knows nothing about uh, past girlfriends getting me into those things. But anyway, you know what, girl ex girlfriends didn't get me into it was professional wrestling. They all hated it. Um, <laughs> But let's talk about – I want to – first, quick comment before we get into AEW. Got to shout out Masha Slamovich this past weekend in New York City. Masha Slamovich defeated Nick Gage uh, for the GCW heavyweight title. So props to her. Uh, she's, you know, one of those indie standouts. It started last year. It's continuing this year. She has a big role. You know, she's on Impact Wrestling. She has a feature spot in Impact Wrestling. And uh, to hold the GCW as the likes of Nick Gage and Matt Cardona – and John Moxley have held it. That's a that's a, a big statement for her. So shout out to her. And she also choked out Mike Bailey on Sunday in in, uh, in Canada when GCW had an event. And there was like an, a really picture that stood out to me of like they ripped the boards off the ring and like she's got Mike Bailey in a chokehold and he's just dangling inside the ring. Uh, go look it up. Pretty sick. So anyway, that's it on the independent wrestling front. Um, we got to talk about Rampage from last week. St. Patrick's Day, I did go to the bar, and I did go get a Guinness after we recorded, and it was divine. Uh, and we had St. Patrick's Day a Slam from AEW. Started off the show with Powerhouse Hobbs making his first successful TNT Championship uh, defense against Ray Phoenix in a match that was awesome. This should have been a main event thing, but I understand why it wasn't a main event thing. Um, but... I thought it was good. You had uh, QT Marshall hitting a beautiful diamond cutter on the outside to Alex Abrahantes and Ray Phoenix just being Ray Phoenix. Thoughts, Brandon? Uh, well, it wasn't a match <laughs> that I would have put Phoenix in, but now I guess we okay. had sets up a match against Penta. And I was actually surprised to not see 
QT Marshall get involved in the outcome of the match? Yeah, because he knows he's powerhouse Hobbs. He's powerhouse. It's in his name. Yeah, but that, I mean, how, he won by cheating. Yeah, but still, he's powerhouse. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, successful for him. Taya Valkyrie had a straight-up squash match, highlighting her um, and defeating Ava Lawless. It was funny because I was watching this, and my son was in the ring, was in the room while he's watching this. And he goes, and he's like, man, she's really powerful. And then I had to explain to him what a squash match was. <laughs> so uh, she hits the road to Valhalla for the win. I like the fact that commentary called it the road to Valhalla. She's like, she's been using that for a very, very long time. Because I'd probably, the internet probably uh, got Yeah, tides changed, yeah, from last week. Big time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so. Well, you know what? They were unfamiliar with her, too. Maybe after she debuted, they go up to her, oh, hey, you use that, you know? Maybe there was a uh, uh, post-Brampage Dynamite Scrum last week, and they interviewed her about it, but we didn't see. Um, Um, my, My DVR cut off right after Jade Cargill came out. So okay. I at least got to see the match. I didn't think the match was what it should have been. I feel like it should have. It was for, a squash a, match. Yeah, but it for was a, a straight up squash match, match, I feel like it should have been against somebody known to the AEW TV audience. I don't. Uh, so I can when uh, disagree Taya with you. Does on that. win? It looks meaningful. And well, people might, next week on. I was going to say people might not even know who Taya is, so it could be like, oh hey. She beat Penelope Ford or Ty Mello, and it's like now that's pretty cool because I'm familiar with Penelope Ford or Ty Mello. I don't know who Ava Lawless is. Yeah, well, no one knows who Ava Lawless is. But that's what is. I'm Unfortunately, saying. Unfortunately, like, sorry, Ava, think, if you're listening. That's why I think it should have been but something it's, like it's that. An old school, but it's an old school squash match, which I'm about. Afterwards, you see Mark Sterling, Layla Gray, and Jade Cargill come out to the ramp, as Brandon said. And then I want to fast forward a little bit on Dynamite. There was a backstage promo with Jade and Mark Sterling as they put a cease and desist on Taya from using the Road to Valhalla. Uh, Road to Valhalla, Jaded, whatever you want to call it. And then uh, Layla Gray steps up to the plate. And we're going to see Taya versus Ava Gray. I mean, um... Layla Gray on Rampage this week. So, cool. There you go. Like, maybe in your defense, Brandon, Layla Gray should have been the first person that Taya yeah, faced so rather than Ava Lawless. Like yeah, absolutely. And I feel like Taya okay, well, should have I, been on Dynamite. I, you know what? It's I, supposed I, to be like a was, big debut and a big debut match or whatever. And now it's like, even even for, for the next segment, people have to wait for Rampage again. Well... It's putting some star power on Rampage, which I'm about, and I think they kind of loaded all of their a lot of their big time stars on this week's Rampage. Also, uh, as they Mark did with Sterling's the, with Jade Cargill again. Yeah, but he's still her lawyer. She still she never she never said, "Hey, I fired Mark Sterling." She's just said, "Get out of here, Mark." And I understand that, but I feel like it's been too long since we've seen them on television together, and I think that's a big problem when they're writing TV. Okay, so then go write better television, then Brandon. Yes, go write better Take television, your, Tony. Well. Maybe you should. I can tweet Tony Khan right now. Brandon's looking for a job. No, because there's no writers. It's just Tony Khan. Okay. I can't get a job writing TV at AEW. You know what we can. We don't have to argue about this. You know what we can not argue about? The fact that we got to see the Bollywood Boys. The fact that I didn't get to see the Bollywood Boys because the goddamn NBA game or whatever it was, college hoops, what was uh, on beforehand? (laughs) NCAA. I was so disappointed. I was looking forward to seeing the Bollywood Boys. Yep, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker picked up a victory over 
uh, Harv and Gerv of the Hollywood Boys, the Bollywood Boys. So cool to see them on TV. Um, and then we'll talk about your main event in which Daniel Garcia picks up a victory, a huge, I think this is a huge victory over Brody King, uh, heelish tactics to win this one. Um, but I guess, I guess going forward, it's going to be a house of black Jericho appreciation society feud for the trios tag team championships, the trios titles, especially with a win like this over Brody King and the, you know, Daniel Garcia, I mean, Daniel Garcia isn't the biggest dude and Brody King is a monster. So you know, Nick, wow. next week they can say like something like, oh, I slayed Goliath. You know, maybe we should deserve a one-on-one shot instead of a triple threat match, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but next yeah. week is Adam Cole. Yes, that's right, versus Daniel Garcia. So, but, again, just because he has that doesn't mean that Jericho and Jericho could do something. It was surprising so. to, to see Jericho not on this week of uh, Dynamite. Yeah, it was. Well, let's talk about Dynamite, because you started the show off with ambulances. As uh, the Young Bucks were both loaded into ambulances and transported to a hospital, uh, then you have Adam Page uh, accompany Matt Jackson to the ring. So, uh, and then later on, to... Kenny Omega had that internal conflict where he's like, I should have gone to the hospital with the Young Bucks. And Don Callis pulling on that, that earlobe or whatever, being like, nah. Yeah, he's got a, a huge dream match against Hijo uh, del Vikingo, which um, should be good. We well, before we talk about the actual dynamite itself, they had red, white, and blue ropes, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I thought it was uh, very cool too. It sometimes uh, bled into the barricade graphics, but I always I'm such a fan of red, white, and blue patriotism. Ropes. Yeah, I love America. <laughs> That's it. But you kicked up the show with uh, Trio's action as Darby Allen, Sting, and Orange Cassidy picked up the victory over Kip Sabian, Busher, and The Blade. Um, I could not stop laughing for the first maybe like three to four minutes of this match just because of Orange Cassidy's outstanding face paint. <laughs> just said OC on his face. And like, he just, it looks like he just used like Sharpie and put it on there. I was laughing so hard. Uh, but the match was as expected. You know, Sting never Darby loses. hits Coffin Drop. Sting never loses, but still, like, we still get, get to see Sting on TV still, and he got a huge ovation, which was, uh, which was very cool. You know, uh, Big Bill is a free agent. Big Bill? Yeah, you think we'll be able to see in 2023 Sting versus Goldberg? Oh, yeah, absolutely not. I don't <laughs> want to see that at all. No, I, I thought you meant Big Bill, like, oh, like, no, uh, that's William funny. W. Yes, Morrison. Yeah, yeah, Big, Big Bill. <laughs> No. Yeah, see, there you go. Uh, after this, the Guns successfully defended their uh, AEW World Tag Team Championships against Top Flight. This match was set up on Rampage, uh, and it was uh, the 3-10 to Yuma for the uh, the victory. Um, so, but I think... The Kingdom Outside Interference here. Yeah, Kingdom... So, what about Kingdom Outside Interference? Well, that's, that's they, what happened. Yeah. So, so yeah, is Top then, Flight uh, they moving were to it. Ring of Honor? It looks like it because they announced that match. Uh, th- they announced them and also um, the Kingdom added to that uh, Reach for the Sky uh, ladder match at Ring of Honor's uh, Supercard of Honor. So, 
uh, that could be it. So maybe just, you know, setting some seeds and little small little storylines going into that match. However, the bigger story here was post-match. As FTR makes their way down to the ring, um, and Cash and Dax say, if uh, we want to face them for the tag titles, and if we don't beat you, uh, we'll never go for the tag titles again. And then Dax one-ups it and says, if we if we can't beat you and win the AEW titles, we'll quit AEW. And uh, there was no handshake. There was a spit in the face and a walk-off. So it looks like we're setting up for an FTR guns match here, which um, I think FTR is winning, winning the titles. Winning yeah. the titles. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's classic babyface. You know, unless they're going to start, they unless it's the Cody treatment, which they're not doing. Um, it's classic babyface uh, story story writing here. I think because the, I can't beat the you rumors up, of them leaving WWE are out them there. Leaving it's WWE? Like, uh, leaving WWE, leaving AEW for WWE. It's like I feel like they're going to be winning the titles. Good. I think so. I think no one cares about the guns being tag team champions. They were all about the acclaimed having, uh, you know, titles and the acclaimed, have, you know, kind of taking a back seat in the tag division. Yes, they're still having promos every week and they're still relevant, but, you know, they kind of took a tag team to the guns, which are not getting over at all. And it's which not even like go away. It's not even go away heat. It's just, I don't care about you heat. I, so. I like the guns, but that wasn't, I, I, cause I still feel like, to me, he claims still had legs with the tag titles, though. That's the thing. When we saw the guns feuding with FTR prior to FTR went on their world tour of losing championships, I thought it would have been good for them to lose the titles to the guns, the the AAA titles or something like that. And then you could have the guns go work Mexico and stuff. The guns will not work work Mexico. They'll have like I mean they throw could... batteries at them heat. No, I think they could have gone and worked Mexico, but. Obviously, that didn't happen. So. Yeah. After that, we saw Hook pick up the victory over Stokely Hathaway in a no-DQ match. Uh, Prior to the match. Yeah, Stokely said he wasn't cleared to compete and and he was retiring. He had a a doctor's note, which he gave to Justin Roberts, and it just was a a receipt from Wingstop, which I thought was funny. (laughs) I thought it was very good. I thought it was very well done. But... The match itself, I didn't understand. Like, it was a no-DQ match. You had the firm backstage. Why didn't they... Like, I'm so surprised because of all the matches that I expected outside interference, this wasn't one of them. And they could have had outside interference because it was no-DQ. But the story has... Trying to talk Ethan Page into avenging Stokely, and they just—that was it. I think it was more the fact of the firm popping for Stokely to be in the ring and thinking that he can actually do this, rather than them interfere. And they kind of wanted to sit back again. Matt Hardy is like a babyface under—he's he's not a heel. Where he's not with the firm, you know, he's has to be contractually obligated because he lost that match if i'm not mistaken so like him just sitting back kind of watching it and watching kind of stokely fail i think was more for him than it was um anything else so uh but after this you mentioned it adam cole got on the microphone it's going to be him versus daniel garcia next week on dynamite um so that's going to be i think that's going to be a great match it would be pretty shocking if garcia won but i don't see garcia winning May, like I, it has to, a, it has to be a clean win. 
because it's Adam Cole. They're really hyping him up. As I said, he's going to probably be the AEW champion at the end of the year. Um, and also, too, with the hype of uh, that new AEW all-access show that's going to be on afterwards, you want to kind of give uh, give him the rub and get him a, a good, clean win. Are you going to tune in? Yeah, absolutely. I, I You know, I, if it's going to be like them it's like total divas you know, there's no way it's not total divas well we'll see I, I i'm all i'm always open to watching the first episode of something i watched the first episode of total divas did I you watch the first road episode. to the top no i didn't watch rose to the top. <laughs> but that because it's that but, but like coming off of that that was like pre you know that that's quote, i think unquote, reality tv is exactly what this is except without cody all right, well, we'll see. You know, I've only I've only seen very minimal like TV promos for it. It looks right. like it's like backstage stuff and whatever. So, I will take a look. Will I watch it every single week and will we review it on this podcast? Absolutely not. <laughs> Stu Grayson unfortunately falls to John Moxley, the new heel Blackpool Combat Club. Um, but I thought this was a very hard hitting uh, match between. I thought uh, when Stu when... and Moxley. When Moxley was choking Stu Grayson, I thought that was going to be the finish, and and Stu like powered through. He got up. I was surprised with that. Yeah, they get they took a, him, a, uh, and... an avalanche death rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, pins Stu Grayson. So I don't know who anyone Blackpool... who anyone who thought Stu would win here, but no, neither did I. And then um... uh, Stu Grayson was apparently injured during this match. He was getting checked out later on, and. John Moxley showed up and choked him out. Something that he would have done As he... after the match had Dark Order not been out there. Yes, for sure. So you have the outcast Tony, Tony Storm pick up a victory over Sky Blue. I thought this match was very good, and there was points in this match at the end like, oh man, Sky Blue could probably pick up a win here. Um, but, you know, it was uh, a hip attack and a Storm Zero, and Tony Storm gets the win. I thought for, for storyline purposes, Sky Blue should have won here. Yes, I agree. But I didn't think she was going to. But she was about to get spray painted, and then the scariest wrestler of all time, Riho, with a lead pipe. Man, if there's one person, listen, Triple H with a sledgehammer, The Undertaker, uh, Brock Lesnar. No, Rio with a steel pipe might be the scariest thing in all of professional wrestling. As her and Willow come out to make the save for Sky Blue and even up the odds. So we'll probably see a uh, trios match. Is Hikaru Shida injured? So I was listening to FFC, Filthy F and Casuals, our friends, Ryan and Damien. And they were talking about Hikaru Shida in this storyline this week. And I think what it is, I think Hikaru Shida goes back to Japan because she has a school or something, they said. They may be wrong. I don't know. But that's what I heard on another podcast. Um, so maybe that's why, like, she goes back to her school every, you know, other week or so. So it kind of makes the booking like of college her. college or wrestling? I don't know. They maybe she has a wrestling school. I'm not too sure, but maybe she goes. That's what they said. Maybe she goes back to Japan and just make the booking of her a little bit more difficult. Because I saw that her last so, match was on the Jericho, so I was like, maybe she's injured from that. I have no idea. She was part of this. Maybe she's injured. Maybe you know. There's also visa issues. You know. You know. Kenny Omega had visa issues recently, so I just had to renew my passport. Um, no one cares about that, but you know. Uh, yeah. So it could be that. We don't know until, like, she comes out and says, hey, I'm injured, or hey, guess what, I'm in Japan, then we'll know. Yeah, that's unfortunate, because, so. like, she was literally a big part of the storyline, and then it just, like... 
Sorry to blow in your ears. <laughs> and then, <laughs> no, it's 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 it, it, we're, we're an AMSMR podcast, whatever. It is, so, and your that. main event, the dream match <laughs> that has been two years in the making. Kenny Omega picks up the victory over uh, El Hijo Adel Vikingo, um, in what people are like calling an eye-opening match. And I mean, I've seen one Vikingo match before this, and I think I spoke about it on the podcast. It was him versus um, Gringo Loco at GCW. And, you know, I thought it was it's a spectacle is I'm, what it was. And I'm happy that ahead. they had that the, the footage of him at the beginning of Dynamite also. Yes. Yes. And they had a they had a promo package from on Rampage, too. So, you know. After uh, Tony Khan, uh, you know, saying what's the story, you know, being yelled at for asking what the story is here, you know, they kind of tried to steer the ship in the right direction of this for this dream match, which um, I thought was fantastic. The only thing I didn't like here was the fact that there, like, the internal conflict that we saw earlier from Kenny was not here at all. Yeah, because he knows he's going into a dream match, you know, that everybody's looking forward to. He's got to put on his game face, regardless. You know, it's like, it's like the Jordan flu game. Jordan had the flu; he had to go in to go in, and he he put up a, a monster game. Kenny Omega, both of his friends got attacked. He's worried about what's going to happen to them, but he's got this dream match that everybody's been looking forward to for you know two plus years, and the match delivered. You know, a lot of people are saying this could be one of the matches of the year. Was it um, rumored that Jordan had? Food poisoning, or somebody poisoned his food. I I don't I forget about that. I, it was two years since I've watched the uh, the Last Dance. Maybe I should I feel rewatch like that. That was a thing. But yeah, Vikingo well, is it... a fantastic talent, and I wish he won. And I feel like if this match took place in 2021 when it was supposed to for that that mega championship, I think he was going to be the one that beats Kenny Omega for it. So I wish yes, that I... it was the same outcome here. I don't but like the fact that Vikingo man, lost. It's yeah, no, it, nothing. It doesn't hurt Vikingo for for losing this. I think it is fantastic to see him on television in the United States because he is one of the best professional wrestlers in in pro wrestling right now. And I've been watching and... him for I don't know how many years at this point, but. And I'm I'm just glad that now more people are being like, oh, yes, I see what he's seen all along. <laughs> so I'll give you like my opinion. So last year when he was like number what like five on the PW Insider like top uh, 500 wrestlers, a I, first I said I had no clue who this guy was. Why are they putting this guy in here if he gets no exposure? Now AAA is letting him do this like North American run where he's going GCW, he's going here, he's going there, uh, and he's being on AEW. Now I can see why he was put there, but uh, again, like, and then also too, the first match that I saw him against Gringo Loco, I thought it was good. You know, it's 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 a car crash match, Vikingo matches, as he was doing they're, they're, yes, Phoenix four fifty splashes, chaotic. yeah, very you know Phoenix four fifty splashes, Poison Rana, Reverse Super Death Match, Poison super ranas i mean even crazy in this match, crazy when he put, stuff when when he put kenny through that table his his head hits the apron so it's like it's you very, saw that angle right chaotic yeah it just it very very that was very like he could have been a vegetable we could have watched well, you're gonna, somebody you're die, be blown out, away when you watch el hijo del vet kingo wrestle 
Yeah, and I was. You know, I watched this match twice. The first time, I was like, meh, it's Vikingo. It's going to be a bunch of flippy stuff. Dave even watched this match, which Do I'm not shocked. Do like flippy stuff like that, though? I'm not the biggest lucha guy. We know this. So it's like, it's going to be a bunch of flippy stuff. I grab a hold. Let's get some psychology in this match, you know? Like, there was no psychology. It was high spot after high spot after high spot. So, like, I watched it half awake. I watched the whole match half awake. And then yesterday I went back and I watched it watched it again. And you know, I will admit, it was incredible. The stuff that they were doing and the stuff that Kenny was posting for him on all these moves and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. It was fantastic. Was it like my full cup of tea? No, it wasn't my full cup of tea. Did I enjoy it to the ever living heck? Yes. <laughs> At the end of the year, am like, I going to It's like pretty much my cup of tea there. Even though like I, yeah. I would prefer more selling and stuff, but I watch AAA. I watch CMLL. So I know what to yeah, expect. I don't watch triple. Yeah, like, but like, I, you know, I watch deathmatch wrestling. You don't watch deathmatch wrestling. That's what kind of like, Gives this pot Dave what just watches WWE and everything else is garbage to him. Um, <laughs> got to get that shot in there. Sorry. Um, you know that's what gives like the dynamic to this podcast is we watch everything. So like I I thought this match was great at the end of the year. I will be this will definitely be in the mention for match of the year because a it gave the the Kingo a highlight. I gave a national spotlight on national television. Um, which is awesome and it's well deserving. And you know they they announced it afterwards um, that it's going to be Vikingo versus Commander for the AAA uh, Mega Championship at Ring of Honor yeah. Supercard, which is going to be. And we saw Commander in that ladder match. Um, we saw Vikingo last week. That's that could be a show stealing match. So uh, I'm about it. Kenny Omega winning. It you know, kind of before we move on though. Yeah. Okay. And in in the topic of lucha libre. I feel like I might have okay. heat with General Mills, the, the <laughs> cereal company. They have recently brought back the Cinemojis for Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and they have luchadors yes. on them. And they gave select people lucha masks of the Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy. I, know. I, I saw I saw the lucha ones in uh, the food store the other day. But some, like, they gave out, I don't know if they gave out it to, like, news people or whatever. Lucha masks of the the cinnamon toast crunch and like the the mascot, and I DM General Mills. I'm like, how do I go about getting one? And they're like, hey there. Unfortunately, those are not for sale. I was like, boss, I wasn't looking to buy one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I would have expected like, oh, here, here, Brandon, here's a lucha mask. We're gonna make cinnamon toast uh, cinnamon rolls on the next episode of Cooking with Brandon. That's you never heard it happen. here first, folks. I'm not doing that show ever again. That's maybe. That's a, that's a no. That's a hard no, pal. Sorry, um, but yeah. So I thought it was an outstanding main event. I thought it was an outstanding match. Um, the fact that you know busted open yesterday, spent all three hours just talking about this three match. Three hours talking about three it? three I didn't hours. I think it was match of the year worthy, but. I, maybe I have to go back and rewatch that, though. I think you might have to, um, just because of the spectacle that that it was. Well, I, mean, like, like, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a fantastic match. I just didn't think it was. I said fantastic like four or five times now. It seems that's your that's your fourth catchphrase. Yeah, that was fantastic. Awesome as, awesome as always. Fantastic. Hey, howdy, hey. 
uh, and BLF. <laughs> so after the match, Tony Schiavone went down to interview Kenny Omega about being back in singles competition and the Blackpool Combat Club attacked him. An ambulance showed up and commentaries like, who, what, what, who, who could this be? And it's like, I, can you make so us goofy. feel less dumb when we're watching? Of course it's Hangman. It's very, he went it, in. He went to the ambulance. Of course it's Hangman. It we was very Stone But we saw very, Don Callis bump yeah. as Kenny Omega was getting up. So Kenny thought that it was Hangman who attacked Don Callis. I think it's interesting that they're going to split Kenny up from Don. But Don is a heel and Kenny is going to be a face. So... I'm so here you for think that. Don, you think Don's going to Blackpool Combat Club? Um, I that's that's a lot of talk I've I've, I've been hearing. That, you know what? Especially because the Blackpool Combat Club rarely speaks, I think I wouldn't mind that. Brian Danielson sitting at home, like not even part of it. Is he yeah. going to so New maybe, Japan? Then maybe he comes back. A uh, promo yeah, I know. Video yeah, aired, I saw... It looked like a dragon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if hey, I would consider he... New Japan. Brian Danielson's home, but well, he's got to go somewhere. So, and he is coming to the twilight of his career. And I, you know, one of the things he, he I think he has said since leaving WWE was, "I want to go back to New Japan." So let him, you know, get it out of his system. Go to New Japan, wrestle Zack Saber Jr. and that's Tokyo Dome and uh, call it a day. That's it. So. Uh, yeah, so we got a lot coming up AEW Rampage wise. Um, one thing that uh, kind of breaking news. Um, that just dropped about an hour ago. Josh Alexander coming out on Twitter. He is the Impact uh, World Heavyweight Champion because uh, safe to say that this news is devastating. I've torn my tricep. I will have to relinquish my Impact Wrestling World what? Title immediately. I'm headed. Yeah, I'm heading into surgery momentarily. I'm, what happened with Mickey James? Pay- she also had to relinquish the title, didn't she? Yeah, apparently she's injured, and they're going to address it. They have sacrifice, which is tonight. Which, if you're listening to this at 10:30 when it goes up is happening right now so and this is huge both for champions especially yeah both champions so well i don't know about mickey and they didn't say anything about that so um crazy going into sacrifice tonight um i don't know how they're going to cover that and I just i just it's going to be crazy that's yeah, unfortunate trey miguel's still the exhibition trey miguel's facing lindsay dorado tonight that's cool that'll be cool yeah, that is cool. Um, and yeah, so that's a heartbreaker. We wish Josh Alexander a speedy recovery. Guys, come back from neck surgery. Mickey uh, James, re- too. Yeah, what did she have? Like, what happened I don't to know. Her? I just saw that she, it was those those tweets from Impact saying she can't compete. Oh, um, oh, Bully, he wasn't even supposed to defend the title tonight, Josh Alexander. He was supposed to be in a six-man match against Time Machine. It says Steve due to Macklin an is now replacing him. Due to an injury, Mickey, Mickey James, James will be, will be we'll, unable. Yeah. yeah. We'll give an update and address the knockout world title tonight at Sacrifice. But let's see if she's made any comments to it, too. Oh, by the she's way, I have to say, they did, a, uh, they did a great job of uh, killing off Ty Valkyrie on Impact last night. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but, like, you know, they have the whole Death Dolls trio. And apparently, like, Jessica, like, she has some sort of, like, white light she's not supposed to look into. And it was coming out of a casket. And this casket then grabbed Ty and dragged her into it. Uh, I thought it was cool. It was very uh, low low budget horror film, um, and it was a cool way to kill her off. So, and here's to the uh, the next TBS champion. So, 
On that note, um, let's get to my match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. You want to guess what my match of the week is, Brandon? Kenny Omega versus El Hijo del Vikingo. Yep, that's it. You know, and it's it's what everybody's talking about right now in the professional wrestling landscape. Um, so kudos to them. Next week, my match of the week is going to be Matt Cardona versus Big O because uh, I think I'm going. <laughs> Which nice. is going to be cool. Uh, yeah, I know. See, the the the, the guy that uh, put me on his back in the backyard wrestling scene to the guy that picked me up for the Haftorah uh, at my wedding. Haftorah, not a Haftorah. Hava Nagila, sorry. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, picked me up at my wedding for the Hava Nagila. So uh, it'll be interesting. The one who so, dragged uh, me onto go- a dance floor. <laughs> yeah, that too. So, uh Yeah. Uh, ne- uh, well, I'll talk about that next week because I'm going to an NYWC show for the first time in over 10 years. Wow. So, uh, well, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, Big L versus Matt Cardona. That's the reason why I get dragged into these things. So, anyway, Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hello there, this is this is Elmo, and you're listening to Brandon's Shoutouts. The first shout-out goes to TikTok. Because I literally watched the opening nights of Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour from a few different accounts that were live streaming it there. And I think she absolutely killed it. And I just wish that I could see it in person. And it was just so crazy sitting there watching it. Like a typical set list for Taylor Swift for any other previous tour was like 17 to 19 songs. This was 44 songs in total. Wow. And it was over three hours long, and I swear to God, it felt like I was watching a Springsteen show, and I'm sitting there with my phone uh-huh. in my hand. I wasn't even there. But I was still able yeah. to feel that energy and everything. It was just absolutely insane. She maybe took one break for mm-hmm. a few minutes to like do a, a costume change or something. But it's an absolute Iron Man performance from Taylor Swift what she puts into literally everything, even down to them playing You Don't Own Me by Leslie Gore right before she comes on stage. I think it's just absolutely brilliant. TikTok King is super clutch. That's such a huge move right there. Like, just a power move. I mean, and I don't know. Me and you met her, and I still tell people that she has one of the most, if not the most firm handshake up there for one of the most firm handshakes. You know, seriously. I'm no joking. No joke. One of the most firm handshakes I've ever uh, shaken hands Man, with. I don't uh, remember especially... even shaking her hand. I just remember blacking out, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like she, bits. Brandon did shake. Brandon did shake her hand. He just blacked out during the moment. <laughs> I, I just no. Well, I I no. I I know that I shook her hand as we were leaving because when we when we walked into the room, she gave us both hugs. That's funny. I and that's the thing. I I always think that that handshake, or I grew so much respect for her at that moment because it was so firm and solid that it's like you can tell why she is able to be such a powerhouse and how she stands up for herself and what she's speaking about and uh, how bold she is. You just, from that handshake, you get so much about a person and from her, it was such a power, a power move. 
I think uh, I, I was already like a, a huge fan of Taylor Swift prior to it, but I think I don't know if it was in like I don't I can't even say what year it was, but mm-hmm. Taylor Swift she was supposed to maybe do like an hour signing or something or like a three hour signing or whatever. She signed autographs at a CMA fest for 15 hours. One, one year. I remember seeing that. And I like, I just thought that was absolutely insane that literally anybody who lined up to meet Taylor Swift got to meet Taylor Swift. This was before. Yeah. I I'm, I don't know if it was like 2008 or 2009 or 2010. One of those three years, I think. So I'm yeah. always like, had so much respect for her and just what she puts into it. I really, I hope that there's some way that I can somehow get one ticket. All I need is one ticket right that's now. It. The resale hook, market hook is like Brandon, 600 everyone. bucks for like a 50, a $50 ticket. So that sucks, but yeah. And now I'm contemplating. Do I like spend my weekends watching the era store? <laughs> I mean, you can just keep on going to her concert. Dude, and it's so crazy. Been. It's so crazy because it's like the set list, the first night had just one song from from her debut album. And she did like a, a uh-huh. piano version of Tim McGraw. And everyone thought like, oh, that's going to be the, the Taylor Swift album set list. Yeah. And then you fast forward to the night, the next night, she doesn't do nope. any songs from taylor swift which means that the two songs in that spot were surprise songs yeah she has one song from which is really cool she has one song from speak now and people are like i think the the taylor version of speak now is not going to be speak now Uh uh-huh because she re-released uh not re-released she did taylor versions of of a few songs four songs that she released on uh i think it was friday one was all of the girls you loved before, which we've never heard of. It was a, mm-hmm. a, a bonus track, I guess, now on a Taylor's version, if you will, of Lover. Then she released Safe and Sound and Eyes Open, which were both um, Hunger Games soundtrack songs. But if this was a movie, was at one point a bonus track on Speak Now. The mm-hmm. deluxe version of Speak Now. Now it's uh, uh, on Fearless, Taylor's version. So now it sets up that Speak Now could be all Taylor-written tracks. And they think that Speak Now, Taylor's version, is going to just be called Enchanted. Or Enchanted Taylor's huh. version. That's the song that she chose to play at the Eras tour. That's the song that she originally wanted to title speak now and the the record label was like "Eh, it sounds too childish i believe crazy so even though she wanted the album she wanted that to be called enchanted they were like no call it something else so speak now was born from that yeah so maybe that'll maybe that'll be a thing but that shout out was for tiktok not taylor swift (laughs) (laughs) uh the next shout out though netflix dropped the trailer for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always 30th anniversary special. And I think it looks absolutely awesome. It's just like a huge rush of childhood nostalgia for me. Because if you know me, I grew up uh, a huge fan of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. 
Uh, And I just, I really, I just wish that the whole cast was able to reunite for this, but a majority of them are in it and it comes out on April 19th on Netflix. So that's getting a shout out. The trailer looked, can't wait to watch. And the trailer looked incredible. Yeah. You know, it really did look good. I think uh, the only three, well, I mean, obviously the woman that played Trini is she, she passed a long time ago. This was all made before Jason David Frank, unfortunately, passed, but he's not in it. Amy Jo Johnson's not in it, and I don't think Austin St. John's going to be in as well. So I was going to say, I, don't, I didn't think I saw Amy Jo Johnson in it. Yeah, those are the three but, that that could have been, but for some reason they just... I think Jason David Frank, was. Uh, he had said that the whatever project he did was the last Ranger project, and he was just done playing Tommy, so... Unless they're actually in it. No, I don't think so. I don't think nah. they'll be in it, but it looks really cool, so I'm excited for mm-hmm. that. And then the YouTube account for the like the global voice TV show mm-hmm. posted a video of famous singers surprising all the judges from around the world, and one of them was James Blunt singing Goodbye My Lover in uh, The mm-hmm. Voice Germany. So that song, Goodbye My Lover, I'm going to give a shout out to because I was such a fan of it and of James Blunt in general. And I do really hope I get to see him in concert one day. But I learned that the song was recorded in Carrie Fisher's bathroom. Huh. He apparently lived with her while recording the album and that's literally the only place she had a piano. Which is so weird, but... Mm -hmm. But... um, Huh. And then I went back and looked at like set lists to see if when I could have maybe seen James Blunt live. And I realized that he doesn't really tour here often. He opened for Ed Sheeran a few years ago at Barclays. But if I'm not mistaken, those shows sold out super fast. He also didn't play Goodbye My Lover, so that would have sucked. But mm-hmm. uh, prior to 2017, I, I went back like 2014, there was a show, 2013, 2011. So hopefully he comes around here sometime and I can go see him. And it sucks that he's never played Madison Square Garden. So maybe one day. Hopefully that happens. But those but. are my shout outs. Now it's time for our. Our. is right our mark out moment of the week i'm they- gonna take it first i'm gonna go with the one for me was he hotel vikingo take it on kenny omega on aew um i was really looking forward to this match just because seeing the clips of vikingo from gcw and everything like that um and then just seeing his clips of him in general like triple a so going into this match, I had high expectations, and it lived up to it. I thought it was a really solid match. It was a spot fest, but going into this, I expected and wanted a spot fest for a Viking Go. So it was a huge spot fest, but it was really entertaining and fun. So totally yeah. marked out for that. Vikingo is a fantastic wrestler. Um, yeah. I thought we were going to be on the same page at first when you were like, I'm taking it first. I thought you were going to say Keenan and Kel. Announcing on the Tonight yes. Show that we're finally getting Good Burger too. 
Yes, very happy for that. You know, I mean, we saw them reunite on SNL for the uh, Keenan and Kel show. Yeah. With uh, Kiki Palmer. And... I I met Kel Mitchell when I went to SNL, which was like super random. I, he was in town for Comic-Con. And I had ended up, we were waiting online to get into the studio. And, and him, Lori Beth, Josh, and I... I don't know if Katrina was with them, but those four uh-huh. walked by and I was like, I was like blown away that, that I got what to was meet that them for? there. What was what for? Why were they there? I guess just visiting. I think they were doing something. Maybe they were relaunching all that at that point. Yeah, they had to have been all there recording something for all that. No, but I think they were, they were at Comic-Con doing something. So it might've been for all that, but they were at SNL just, I guess, watching the show to support Keenan or just to see Keenan. Huh. And I just oh, happened to be in the hallway. Too. I just happened to be in the hallway then yeah. and, and meet him. And then I met him uh, a few years after that at actually at Comic-Con again. And not again, yeah. just at Comic-Con. So I was a big fan of Good Burger. Mm-hmm. So I'm pumped to see Good Burger too. Hopefully Sinbad makes a cut. <laughs> um, but we spoke about... But- WWE 2K23 earlier and how they don't have the demon for some reason, but I was going through the, uh, the signs and create a superstar and there's a sketch for one of the signs and it's a modified sketch of Madison square garden from like the twenties to the sixties. That it was the one that used to be between 49th and 50th on eighth Avenue where Bruno San Martino wrestled and that was that's a sign for bruno and i thought that was really cool i was just like no that was really awesome i was like there's no way that's supposed to be msg and then i look over and i was like oh there's more signs for bruno so yes this is msg <laughs> no, that's really <laughs> i thought cool. that was really funny uh something else i marked out for was again like it seems like every week with the a and e biographies they have like the smallest of things that i pop for I thought it was cool that they interviewed the cat for Jerry Lawler's biography. Mm-hmm. And then they interviewed Summer Ray for pages. So I thought that was pretty cool. Both of those documentaries to me felt super unfinished. I, I really don't mm-hmm. think an hour was enough time for either of them. As I, I feel like a lot was skipped over, but something that they addressed in Jerry Lawler's biography, and it's something you can't not address is Jerry Lawler versus Annie Kaufman. And it was announced this week that Annie Kaufman will be getting inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame finally. Totally marked out for this. And it's super crazy that I dreamt on Sunday night, like Sunday into Monday, because I watched that A&E biography, I assume, that Andy Kaufman was going to be getting inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. Fast forward to Monday and Variety breaks that he's getting inducted. I was like a little creeped out, but (laughs) nah, but so happy about this. It's such a long overdue thing. And I think it's so awesome. I think it'd be cool if we got to see him in video games. Uh, It'd be cool if Mattel started making figures of him. We have the, I think two from Jax from the classic superstar series. Yeah. There's people out there who were like, Oh, what did he ever do? And it's like, you have no Bro, idea what you're you even shut up about. Absolutely you shut, shut up. your mouth. You don't yeah. even don't even go there. 
Yeah, don't even go there. No, I, I was like, don't you take going that through that thread and seeing people? I was like, my blood started boiling. I was like, mm. <laughs> how dare they? Yeah, Disrespect. but also uh, something from Sunday night. I was watching American Idol, and there was a Walmart employee that's uh, that auditioned, and they had they wanted to announce something over the intercom to say, I guess, that he was going to be allowed to audition or whatever. But in that video, they showed somebody, and one of the other people there was wearing an AJ Styles shirt, and that popped me. That's funny. And um, I have like so many markout moments. We have Alexa Bliss on the Masked Singer. Sorry if you're getting spoiled, like I did. WWE spoiled it, but <laughs> she like, did. I was spoiled. So, she did so well, and it's so yeah. goofy that she said that she's not the best singer, or whatever, or she's not great at singing or whatever she said but it sh- we've seen like a clip of her singing before and it's yeah. like i don't understand how she doesn't have an album she's so good hopefully at some point soon yeah it's just a travesty but... that she doesn't have an album i think she, and especially in country a genre that she fits perfectly in i agree and then I guess one I more markout moment of the week that I had, we saw a clip went uh, maybe going viral from Wheel of Fortune this week. There, one of the contestants happened to be a pro wrestler, and at the oh. end of the show, Pat Sajak locked him in the the crossface chicken wing, and I thought that was hilarious. That's funny. But yeah, those are really the whole the markout moments of the week. And that's episode 633. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram for the most part at BTTG161. Chris Sweendog, David PTDBT, CM Sweeney85 on Instagram. Mark it out on Twitter, Mark it out 11 on Instagram and YouTube, Facebook.com slash Marking Out, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. TikTok is just at Marking Out. You can listen on Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and MarkingOut.com. And we wish you. We wish you. The. The. Best. Best of luck, luck in your future endeavors. endeavors.